0: Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer, is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't,
1: and it'll only make sense to us.
0: Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, it's Friday, everyone's chilling, relaxing, having a good time. Aren't you in a good mood?
1: Yeah, I've got, I've just, I don't know. Earlier today, I just giggled. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah? You just couldn't control yourself? So. Yeah, I know.
1: I So here's what's crazy about it is like you're at work and so you're just in that mode where you're right. just trying to be the apex predator. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then all of a sudden, you just get hit with a giggle.
0: <laughs> you just you feel like you want to kill someone and then you just break into laughter?
1: Yeah. It's almost like you're... A giggle shark.
0: Oh, wow. What an interesting description.
1: Yeah, it's also the name of our beer. Are you you
0: kidding? (laughs) And if you haven't turned
1: us off yet, (laughs) God bless you.
0: (laughs) Wow. Well, that was a painful way to get to Giggle Shark, but I could. How would you have
1: gotten there? I
0: contributed to it. (laughs) There's no no way to
1: get there, which is (laughs) part of the appeal of the beer.
0: Yes, so Giggle Shark. Vince, why don't you tell us a little bit about this giggly beer?
1: Yeah, so this is a beautiful donation from our listener, our, uh, probably a more recent listener, uh, maybe last, I don't know, 10 months or so, Eric Rymel down in Florida. And he has been in my ear about the brew scene down around outside of Tampa where he is in Tarpon Springs. And Five Branches Brewing is one of those spots. It's a very small brewery. Their output is teeny. Like, this is truly microbrewery. And specifically, what we're drinking today is Giggle Shark, which is your classic IPA, coming in at a 7.2%. Wow, heavy guy for a giggler. It is. And I'd love to give you a description from the website, but... Though the brewery slogan is every beer has a story, not every beer has a description. Oh, okay. So, well, what,
0: what do we got to work with here? I mean, I can try to help uh, out.
1: It's local Florida, veteran-owned, Five Branches Brewing proudly presents their flagship beer. Giggle Shark is well-balanced, citrus-forward, IPA with a solid malt backbone. You're going to need a bigger boat. And that was from a review.
0: Yeah. Well, also, uh, it's from a famous film. You may have heard of it, Jaws. What? Yeah,
1: there's a movie about Ron Jaworski.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you, Peyton Manning is just a—he's just a general on the field, the sheriff. I love him. Cheeks flapping in the wind, <laughs> dude. You just blew my mind with that Ron Jaworski. <laughs> Holy moly! Um, well, I'll add in a couple things that you you uh, let me know about. So. <laughs> This is a veteran-owned uh, microbrewery. Yeah. So the five branches, five branches of the military. Which is very cool. Yeah, I, I love all that. Um, opened in November 2019, which was an ironically weird time to open a business, but I'm glad they've made it through. Yep. Yeah, it's two guys, Rami, J, Rami Simpson excuse me, and Jerry Brown. No relation to the guy I went to school with. They're both veterans of decades. Vince, I don't want to wait one more second. I want to. I want to start giggling. What do you think? Let's crack.
1: Let's crack.
0: Crack. Cheers, Let's, Vince. Cheers, Tom.
1: Oh yeah, that's a that's a clean crack.
0: Okay, so seven point two percent IPA. We've done some heavy ones. You know, I'm a fan of IPAs, but you told me specifically that I was going to be surprised by the first sip. Yeah, so,
1: and I'm curious to see if you will be, because I have I have had a little bit of this already. Wait a minute. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hold on a second.
1: Take another sip.
0: What is that? What is that? I don't know if I've ever tasted that in IPA before.
1: Is that a positive?
0: It, you know what? It's going down good, but I just i am not. You're right, I was pretty surprised.
1: Yeah, it's like so here's what's interesting about this, folks. It's 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 juicy without the splash. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, like it starts off juicy and then it turns dark like real quick.
1: It's incredibly flavorful. It's a very, very it's a power pack punch.
0: And like it's resting and like coating my mouth now. Like it yeah. do, it doesn't go away for a while, but it's like a pleasant Sort of like eases down on your palate.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I dig
0: it. That's very, wow, very interesting.
1: So what, like, as far as a, from like a pop culture perspective, if we're describing, if we're describing this to somebody.
0: Well, I, I feel like the title kind of is an apt starting point because you've got sharks, which are menacing and dangerous and people are terrified of them. Then you have a giggle. Which is to me different than a laugh because it's like there's almost like a childlike glee with it. Yeah, you know when you're giggling, you're almost like you're trying not to laugh because you like don't want people to think that you're full throated laughing. What what kind of stuff can we combine with that? Those are two very disparate things. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know childish glee with menacing. You know, I almost like like the Joker is one of them. I kind of think I'm thinking about Jack Nicholson right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like good. especially with The Shining, you know, yeah. he kind of flips on a dime. What's the? Like,
1: here's the deal.
0: <laughs> here's Johnny. <laughs> yeah. What uh,
1: I actually did read a tweet about a time when Danny DeVito was just getting his start, and he was in a movie, and I don't know which one it was with Jack Nicholson. And uh, they went to the Lakers game and they were sitting courtside and they, Danny DeVito ordered this big drink. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, it immediately spilled <laughs> and like they had to stop the game and mop it up. And Jack Nicholson just goes, hey, D, you want another drink? <laughs> and Danny DeVito said, yeah, I would. And he goes, Get Danny whatever he wants. Like he owns
0: the entire Staples Center. <laughs> well, they treat him like he does.
1: Yeah, it is. That is true. Yeah. You know, I want to I, I like give this a real shot here from a cultural perspective. I'm gonna take another sip.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I feel <laughs> like lately we've been making the idea of sharks a lot more humorous than we used to. Like, I'm thinking things like Sharknado. Um, the Meg where like, yes, the shark is supposed to be scary, but the movie is kind of treated as a joke. Yeah. I get what I'm talking about. No,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's that camp, right? And this is not, camp is not the right term for this because this starts like really, really, I don't want to say light, but just like big and then it gets dark like it's a dark flavor.
0: Well, there's one there's one very recent example that is perfect for this, but do we want do we want to talk about Oppenheimer?
1: <laughs> well, well, Oppenheimer never really gets like light. It just it's dark all the way through.
0: Yeah, but I I guess I'm talking about like the first 2 hours compared to the last hour. Mm. Where like for me, and this is a spoiler-free description, like the first 2 hours crescendo into this big moment and then the last hour it kind of powers you down and you're like a little disarmed like wait a minute what is going on right now and then at the very end it kind of hits you with the thesis statement that just it me for me it emotionally devastated me but i was like holy Mm -hmm. shit this is this is nuts
1: i mean listen the thought of an atomic bomb With this, from a flavorful perspective, is pretty
0: poignant. Right. I like that a lot. But there's nothing giggly about Oppenheimer. Well, no, but throw the giggly (laughs) out. Let's go
1: from a flavor perspective. Like, as this fills my mouth, it's like this, it's this joy of, and I would argue that that's like going to the movies or doing something as a kid, and it just melts into something dark from a flavor palette after that which is not a bad thing right and from that perspective i'm starting to think like maybe a little bit of the direction that pixar's taken recently
0: yeah where they've become a little more um overt with their darkness
1: yeah but they like they it starts off with this joyful kind of enjoyability and then it takes a turn to the dark and i don't know that that's exactly what i'm going for here it almost it almost might be like um you know what to go back to sports this beer might be that 1998 home run chase
0: between mcguire and sosa
1: yes absolutely joyful incredible we all thought it was awesome and then we saw the dark side on the tail end which makes it more like more enjoyable, more discussable from a perspective historically like everything about that was in the moment amazing to be a part of and then afterwards you were dealing with the fact that maybe that wasn't fair
0: and yeah. how does that
1: change things
0: and it got a little dark you could maybe talk about what's going on in college football right now too with just the corporate greed sort of infiltrating the sport in a more overt way than in the past.
1: And you could argue that college football is getting out of the shadows a little bit, whereas this plunges into them. I, it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. When I say it goes dark, I don't mean that in a negative fashion. I think it's just as enjoyable. And so maybe I gave that impression with the idea that the steroid okay i kind of was yeast but
0: to me like i don't even think of it as dark i just think that like it has a bombastic start like it hits your mouth yeah full force but then it kind of slowly powers down into like the depths and it's still there it's still like lingering but it's not like how it started you know
1: Oh so Oh interesting. That's
0: to me, I mean, that might be a little too deep can, of an answer, but Can
1: I go super deep here and yeah. and do The Witcher?
0: Low, no, toss a coin for your Witcher. Oh valley of <laughs> <friendly>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'll be honest The Mother of Death. I gave up on The Witcher after season two, but
1: Well that's fine because you'll have another opportunity. They're getting rid of Henry Cavill.
0: Well, but season one, um, I liked a lot, and part of the enjoyment with season one was piecing together that very complex narrative, the timeline yeah, narrative. That's fair, which it's not, oh, they don't like announce it, you know. Like when you watch a Nolan movie and they're jumping around timelines, you kind of figure it out. There's somewhat of an announcement. But in that show, they didn't just come out and say, like, oh, these are different time periods. You had, like, by the third episode, you you're like, out. Yeah. wait a minute. Oh, okay. Now I let's don't, see.
1: I don't remember loving that, truthfully.
0: No, I, I didn't love it at first, but then once you figure it out, you're like, that became part of the enjoyment of the yeah. show.
1: And so what, what turned you off of season two?
0: Well, ironically, once it was all on the same timeline, I, I thought it was just, like, uh, wrote version of Game of Thrones.
1: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I understand that. I liked it. I liked season two and I liked season three a lot. I liked watching the development of the Siri character, the Cerulea character. Yeah. From this like very like helpless individual who has all this power into I don't know what the heck's going on with that, but I'm gonna take care of myself and Geralt's gonna Geralt's gonna help me do that. Like I liked that a lot. Overall, I'm a little tired, and I don't quite believe the like world-ending wars that they're discussing. But I'm very interested in the relationship between her and Geralt, which I think is the way it's supposed to be, because that's what the video game was, wasn't it?
0: Uh, well, I didn't play it, but I didn't either. Sur- sure, seems that way. I've read a little bit. Vince, why don't we play some games by taking this out of the can. Let's into, take it in the glass. Take it in the glass. Oh, boy. I guess, are we committing to this now? I'm committing to it. I, I
1: kinda like it now that I know what it is.
0: Yeah. Take it in the glass. We were definitely tricked into that. Yeah. You know, Vince, as we were talking about that, I thought about something else that this beer is... Giving me that experience with, and it's a show that just came out called Hijack. Have you seen Hijack? <laughs>
1: uh, I have not, but I know that you are ready to opine on it.
0: Well, let's just let's just get this out of the way. Like this is a show called Hijack, and it's starring Idris Elba, who is on a plane that you guessed it, it gets hijacked. And this show to me is trying to do like those old shows like 24 and Prison Break did where it's like you're living in like real-time pacing moment to moment and the whole thing is like supposed to be an adrenaline rush every yeah. single second. But ironically, this show starts off with like a like a literal bang and the longer it goes on, the the less believable it becomes. But then like a, on the back end it becomes really entertaining because you're like how the fuck are they gonna like get these people out of this right okay and I think what I personally enjoyed about it other than I thought it was legitimately a good show was that over the course of this show, Idris Elba goes from just like a good like hedge fund merger business negotiator into like almost a James Bond level like, assassin with his skill set you know just like every episode it's like oh he can do this he can do that oh he's really good with a gun he's just like he's supposed to be a regular guy
1: what do you think out of the glass because i think it's actually a touch better i would love to have this on tap
0: okay so out of the glass i'm not having the experience that we've spent the last 15 minutes talking about what's
1: your experience now
0: it's Consistent. It's the same throughout. Like, yeah, it doesn't go up and then down. So maybe just like this bad boy is trying to get out of the can so fast that it's it starts off. In bottle, <laughs> yeah. Baby, it's Christina Aguilera in the early 2000s it's Robin Williams.
1: <laughs> hey ho, ho, hey ho, ho, the genie of the land. You ain't never had a friend,
0: yeah yeah anyway i do recommend watching hijack if you get a chance okay i'll take a look so
1: here's what's interesting about hijack is (laughs) the way you described it at least at the start felt like someone pitched it as such so let's just let's get into character you are is it on netflix it's on apple tv plus you're the apple tv executive i'm tim cook yeah yeah and tim cook is that guy yeah And i am the idea man here yeah
0: go ahead well, uh, I, I've heard about your script, but I'd like to hear it from the man himself. Why don't you tell me?
1: Okay, here's the thing, right? This is what I'm talking about. We all love Idris Elba. We know Idris Elba. He's great. He can
0: do anything, right? I love Pacific Rim. He can, okay,
1: he can do anything, right? Yes. What if he can't do everything? But also, he can do everything.
0: I'm listening. Okay, so here's
1: the deal. He is just like a regular investment banker. You know, a run-of-the-mill guy. And halfway through, he becomes a ninja.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. A ninja? Inf- well, what is he doing? Exactly. But wait a minute. Where is, where is the setting of this show?
1: Listen, basically, I want to know if we can give Idris Elba the worst script in the world and he'll still make money.
0: Mm, I don't know we have this we have this arrangement with kingdom Airlines I was wondering if we can incorporate that into the show
1: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, it's just like it feels like it feels like the concept is basically like how far can we stretch <laughs> into Elba.
0: yeah well I think that's part of what the enjoyment of the show is is like he's introduced as a like a very vague person he's like yes. I'm really good at negotiating deals
1: they bring me in for the tough deals (laughs) after that the easy deals I don't want let me talk let
0: me talk to the hijackers alright I'm just gonna let him know (laughs) and like that's pretty much like they tell him constantly to like sit down and shut up and then he'll get so he's like I just want to say one thing and then like they're like I'm listening (laughs) yeah 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 yeah.
1: (laughs) let me talk to the hijackers let me talk to them I got this yeah, at one point he goes, "I closed a fourteen billion dollar deal <laughs> last week." You don't think I can at one close point some he goes,
0: hijackers? "I convinced people to do what what I want," <laughs> like, which okay. is like brutal. But also, to hear. but also, you can't salvage things with your ex wife. Like, that. <laughs> oh, watch out. Hey-o. hey I don't want to spoil too much of hijack. Yeah, but I don't know. It just I it, think you know how it's going to end. Yeah. So
1: I'm sure as you guys listened to that pitch, you were like, "What the heck is this? This sounds terrible," and. I can tell you that's exactly how it went. Like, there's no way that someone had a coherent pitch for this.
0: I think that it was a combination of Apple has a lot of money to spend and Idris Elba's a big star. And, like, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just need a big star, loose idea.
1: Here's what I like. I would like to imagine that Idris Elba has a personal rivalry with Liam Neeson. Well, you know what I was... He was on a plane. I want to be on a plane now. I've got to be on a plane if there's one thing i got to be, it's on a plane.
0: The thing I was thinking Put about... on a fucking plane. <laughs> the thing I was thinking about the whole time was Mark Wahlberg. Because as you know...
1: <laughs> Mark Wahlberg would be like, I just got to be on a plane, guys. I don't know what you don't understand well, about this. You, I'm just trying to be on a plane. I'm just trying to save everybody on a plane. What's your fucking problem, guy? You don't think I can be on a
0: plane? Dude, don't you know about the Mark Wahlberg 9-11 story? God, no. <laughs> he, he like m- several years ago was totally seriously suggesting that if he was on the flight that got hijacked it would have been different
1: i'm like 80% sure that if i was on that I was, if i was on that flight it wouldn't have been hijacked it would have been lowjacked
0: Mark, please tell us what what would you have done. Listen, I've been working out
1: like from four a.m. all the way until like four p.m. every day. I don't see my kids. I only see my priest. It's fantastic. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that the whole time. Mark Wahlberg was probably like, "What the fuck? How am I not in this show?" I said this six years ago.
1: I said this. (laughs) That's it. That could have been me. What's What is his wife's name? Do we know? Mark Wahlberg. I feel like it's Donna. Donna! They're doing my idea! I don't
0: know, man. He's super weird. Vince, um, we've been drinking Giggle Shark for a little bit. Do you have any other comparisons or thoughts that you want to give the people?
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you. Out of the glass, it's a little smoother. But it does have that dark tinge uh, towards the end. It's probably not as pronounced. So it's not like you're being plunged into darkness there. It's more like a little bit. So... It almost strikes me as, and I hate that I'm going DC on this. Which one was the end where Barry Keegan's Joker showed up? That was that's the, the Batman. The Batman. That's the yeah. one with
0: Robert Pattinson.
1: So that one's that's tough because that one started off like kind of noir and dark, um, and wasn't very rich. But like that's what I'm looking for and thinking about is that end where you get that like sinister tear.
0: I actually am thinking of a different DC character right now and it's uh It's
1: probably the Green Lantern. No,
0: I'm thinking of Jason Momoa, the Aquaman. And the reason I'm thinking of that did you say Aquaman? Yeah I did. That's the <laughs> he's the Aquaman. Um <laughs> I think about it because like that character is, is not treated as a joke. But it's pretty absurd, like yeah, on its that's face. Fair. And Jason Momoa is so charismatic and charming that you just kinda like accept it, and then like he's also got jokes. So hot take. Jason Momoa is the modern day Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Look at my muscles, I'm so big. I think you could say he's he is the modern day Giggle Shark. Like Yeah, that's fair. He's a guy <laughs> yeah. who's on the surface. This big, like brawny, like muscular guy, but then like he's also kind of a goof.
1: That is fair. And yeah, I, mean, I think that you put it better than I could have. So
0: right, Jason Momoa, I'd love the guy. I'd love to crush beers with too.
1: Dude, I think you would die if you crushed beers with him.
0: I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he would like. For some reason, I envision him having custom-made thirty-six-ounce
0: cans. Oh yeah. I think he could do a case in an afternoon if you if he really yeah. wanted to, but you know with those abs, not sure if that's on the the menu for the Aquaman. Wait, no, diet.
1: he he just has to run forty six miles after,
0: or swim two thousand miles,
1: which is, actually is probably like eight thousand because he is the Aquaman.
0: Yeah, he's got it. Probably burns a lot of calories.
1: The Aquaman. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Jason Momoa is. That would be if, like Christopher Nolan took over the franchise, he's the Aquaman.
1: I would,
0: I would. I would die to hear a director say, like,
1: "Yeah, you know, I'm directing the Aquaman."
0: Can we get a the real? What? Can we get a real quick scene of Michael Caine saying a tearful goodbye to to the Aquaman at the end of the Christopher Nolan version? All right. Yeah. Let me let me see if I can bring it up here real quick. Dad, listen. It's been great. But I got to go back to Atlantis. You can't go back to Atlantis. If you
1: go back to Atlantis, i failed your parents.
0: I don't know who I am anymore.
1: I know who you are. You are the same baby that I raised from the cradle all the way to the grave. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say you can't go. I Lost it there, but I, the cradle to the grave was a little much. I wanted you to be like
0: you are, you are, you oh no, are I, the Aquaman.
1: You are the Aquaman. <laughs> I didn't know you. That's what you want to say. I want to be like you are more. You are more than just Jason Momoa to these people. You are the Aquaman, not the Aquaman, but the Aquaman. The Aquaman. I'm sorry. I didn't know that's where you wanted uh, to go. You
0: got there. I had to just pull it out of you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The Aquaman.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, Vince, what are we giving this score-wise? Giggle Shark.
1: Uh, I think this is a really good beer. I think this is one of the better IPAs I've had in a long time. And I am ready to give this a 4.25 out of 5 Vince's. Um, I'm not ready to go 4.5. Not ready to go 5. Overall, really, really enjoyable. I'd love... I love the difference, really, between yeah. the can and the glass there. And I think your initial shock for you and for me was, like, really, really good. I'm looking forward to having more from these guys. Hopefully they get some distribution. I don't know if that's ever in the in their plan, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's the tough thing, right? Like, odds of me being in Tarpon Springs, not high in the future. Maybe I'll get the opportunity to go, or if I... Visit our, our buddy Tommy Rapp. He's out in St. Pete.
1: Yeah, Tommy Rapp. Guess what? Tastes like a dark beer.
0: He hates IPAs though. So, But gonna... it tastes like a dark beer at some <laughs> point. So he has to be in. I think that for me, I'm going to give this a four out of five Toms. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It was a fun one to try. I enjoyed the journey. You know, I don't know what else there is to say. Um, great job on this one, guys.
1: Yeah. Once again, a thank you to Eric Rimel for, you know, shipping this bad boy. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. And a, you know, quick thank you to all five branches of the military.
0: Yes. Uh, Thank you for your service, and we respect what you're doing out there and at Five Branches Brewing. And if you liked what you heard today, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcast. Leave us a review, folks. We'll read it. We'll read it. And you can give us a follow on social media. We're on All the big ones. You know what they are. Threads. But until next time, (laughs) I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans.
1: Must booze.
0: I'm the Aquaman.
1: You are the Aquaman. No one can take that away from you, whether you like it or not.